Well then, who's on first? Yes. I mean, the fella's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? The guy playing. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. No, actually, Martin Maldonado was playing first base today, and we'll talk about this and more on today's episode of the Locked On Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right, uh, before we get started on the show, let's take a, a brief moment to remember J.R. Richard. This is a guy that was actually pitching before I was even born. Uh, it's not really a guy I really got to see pitch in real life. I did get to meet him in real, um, uh, at a few of the fan fests, and I actually got his autograph. And I did talk to him about coming on Locked on Astros or Talking Strohs, whatever it was at the time. But uh, this was a guy that was really dedicated to coming to every uh, fan event. And apparently Enos Cabell uh, on the, the uh, thing today said that he actually died of COVID. So um, and it, it kind of got a little bit political on there. So I don't go into all that. But J.R. Richard was a, a all time Astros legend. If it wasn't for his stroke, he probably would have made it to the Hall of Fame. And I believe he was 71 years old. Um, so this is a guy that a lot of Astros fans will miss. This is um, growing up in a dome. A lot of people watched him pitch. So this uh, we'll talk more about him later. But um, guys, uh, so yeah, it's just a sad moment for Astros fans. And uh, especially uh, after everything that all the names that we've lost over the past couple of years, it just it's just kind of uh, sad to see this happen. But um, guys, I know we did a a, a green uh, a uh, spotify green room yesterday but guys make sure whenever we do one of these spotify green rooms uh, you listen it was it's changing the way we talk sports and guys thank you for subscribing to us on youtube but keep on subscribing we want those numbers to go up we're trying to reach five thousand, maybe even ten thousand before the end of the season but we can't do that if y'all don't go out over there and subscribe on youtube so uh, go subscribe continue listening to locked on astros on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, listen to Locked on Astros podcast. And even when the Astros lose, we're still going to be doing this podcast. So, um, exactly. wanna, so um, no, yeah. Um, first? Well, I just, I just want to um, chime in a little bit on J.R. Richard. Um, since you, since you led with that, um, I was watching the, I watched the pregame press conference with Dusty and he said that when J.R. Richard was pitching that, people were literally afraid to face him that when, when Dusty was on the other team, he said they had two catchers that came in. One came in with an arm sling and one came in with crutches and he goes, they called it JRitis. And it was a, it was a disease that sprung up whenever J.R. Richard showed up in town 
And the manager literally had to have a team meeting and said, one of these two guys is catching. Neither one of them wanted to play that day because they didn't want to face J.R. Richard. And actually, Dusty hit a home run off of him, but most of the time he struck Dusty out. And so Dusty Baker considered him a great friend, and he was a legend um, in his story. If you know about his story of his rise and fall in the major leagues with the stroke and then eventually ending up homeless and then being rehabilitated and found and rescued, he was literally found living under um, a highway here in Houston um, near the Astrodome whenever they found him. And he was rehabilitated and the Astros family embraced him. You know, he's in the Astros Hall of Fame. So it's just a great story, his life of struggle and triumph and tragedy and victory over and over. So it is definitely um, a difficult time for the Astros family. But, you know, this is life and we get to talk about all the good things that happened in his life. And there were a lot of people that I know that grew up watching him a little bit older than me, but definitely a legend. That's career was cut short. Like you said, outside of the stroke, he gets to the Hall of Fame easily if his career isn't shortened. Thoughts by Dusty. All right, Dusty Baker on JR. You mentioned a few of them, but he said, boy, a lot of legends are leaving. Jimmy Wynn, Bob Watson, Joe uh, Morgan, and now JR. And that was the first message I got from Enos Campbell. And also uh, Dusty Baker on JR Richard. I don't have many friends as pitchers, but he was one of them. He also said that the thing about his size, the plate was 60 feet, six inches from the mound. But JR is throwing like from 50 feet because he was so tall. He was all legs. You didn't have much time to make up your mind. Plus, he was a little bit wild. He's the toughest guy I ever faced, and we faced him all the time. And uh, JR Richard had a 107 and 71 record with a 3.15 ERA. Uh, with 76 complete games. Think about oh. that. 76 complete games. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Uh, he won 18 or more games in four straight season from 1976 to 1979. I was born in 1978. In fact, in 1978, he became the first Astros pitcher to reach 300 strikeouts in a season with 303, a record he broke in the following season with 313 strikeouts. So J.R. Richard was... Um, a, a legend, even a, a Hall of Famer, Nolan Ryan, said that when he got on the mound, he was so big and threw so hard and had such a devastating slider that right-handed hitters found it very, very intimidating to hit off of him. And that's what you were alluding to earlier. Yeah. So J.R. Richard was um, was a great Astros legend, and unfortunately, uh, he uh, he's um, gone from this world. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the first things that we maybe talk about and just go ahead and go straight to the end of the game, because we've already had a question about it. You and I were discussing it is where was Carlos Correa in the ninth? And so, Eric, I had I had said to you after Martin Maldonado nearly got a hit. I mean, you know, to his credit, he battled um, that hit could have easily been a single, a eyed single. But, you know, Simmons has got great speed side to side. Why Why did you tell me that you wouldn't put Carlos Correa in pinch hitting in that position? Okay, well, who's batting after Martin Maldonado? Robel Garcia. Okay, so then what would you do if you were the Twins? You would uh, you would go ahead and intentionally walk Carlos Correa. That's to correct. Robel That's Garcia. Because Robel Garcia is in a big slump. He is uh, four for 48, including a 0 for 15 slump. Yeah. So Robel Garcia, 
I am a jumping off the Rebel Garcia fan club. I'm you. You totally, were such a you were such a fair weather fan. Um, Tommy Hudson. He can go ahead and be. He's the next president. I just I just go. I just went ahead and uh, announced you. I don't even know you, but you are the now uh, new president of the uh, Rebel Garcia fan club. I'm anointing you. Uh, I'm not. I'm no longer the fan. <laughs> So anyway, uh, but Martin Maldonado playing first base, that really um, that that really got the Astros early in the game Uh, that in the second inning, uh, that ball got right by him. I know he made a diving effort, but uh, that really hurt the Astros in the first inning. I know they call that a ground rule and not ground rule. Yeah, I guess the ground rule double because the ball got lodged underneath the outfield wall. But if uh, I think Yuli would have made that play, I think Aledmus Diaz would have made that play. Um, Abraham Toro would have made that play. But Martin Maldonado has not played third first base in, in seven years, I think since uh, 2014. Uh, well, he hasn't started a game since 2014. Last time he played at first base was in 2019. So uh, you might be saying, why did Martin Maldonado do it and not Jason Castro, who has played some first base? I think that uh, Martin Maldonado has a little bit more pull in the clubhouse. And I think that Dusty Bakers um, said, okay, guys, I need one of y'all to play first base today. Who wants to do it? And Jason, they probably both raised their hand. And um, um, Martin Maldonado, uh, uh, Baker was like, well, I got to go with you, uh, Martin, because you, you're our uh, you're our leader. So. You, hold on. You, you and I can't think like teachers on this because that's kind of the snare that played in my head. I like to think of Dusty as having one of those wire round spheres with, with ping pong balls in it and with players numbers in him, like cranking it and then having Jose Altuve open it and say, whose name do you got on first? Um, Martin Maldonado. (laughs) Or lottery balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I just, this lineup was curious to me. This lineup was curious to um, to uh, Jake Everybody. Kaplan, I believe. Everybody. Everybody. Was like, Everybody's like, what are you doing? I, I know Yuli's uh, out, and I know that this was a planned day off for and, Carlos Correa. And they looked flat, Eric. I mean, let's let's take yeah. – let's hold on. Let's not take I have a, a, I, have, I have some thoughts on this. You know what? But I think what would have helped would have been a belt bar. Oh, okay. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the business. It's wrapped in 100% chocolate. If you're all about health and getting in shape and staying in shape, then Built Bar is the place to go. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off your first order. They have this great new flavor called Grasshopper Cookie. It's basically their version of the Thin Mint. Whatever flavors you want, whatever you like, they probably have it. It's wrapped in 100% chocolate, 150 280 calories max, 17 to 18 grams of protein, only five to six grams of sugar or carbs in each bar. They are delicious. They are amazing and they are healthy. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15. That's the same discount that Eric and I get whenever we reorder and you can actually get built points like these built bucks and you can build up points for rewards to buy more stuff from the built bar kingdom. Go to built.com. Tell them it shall wheelhouse sent you. So, okay. So <laughs> here's why the Astros lost this game. Honestly, MLB scheduling a night game that started at 8:40 p.m. and it didn't end till midnight. The Astros did not get back to Houston until nine o'clock a.m. this morning, 
and then they had to play a seven o'clock game. I know other teams have to do this, but um, you know, certain somebody was probably super excited after yesterday's home run off of Joe Kelly. And, you know, he probably uh, had a little bit. What do Maybe. Uh, okay. And okay. So, hold on. You're, you're, you're going way off in the woods there. But anyway, I don't, I don't know if you could say that. Here yeah. is the thing. The, the entire, no. So the off day for Correa was already planned ahead of time. Yeah, Dusty Baker said that before. Um, but Dusty Baker, um, watching this, cause I watched the conference in its entirety. Um, he basically said like, I went to bed. I didn't get to bed until 9am. I woke up at one. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but if I take naps during the day and I've got to do something in the evening, I am not as focused. And you have absolutely got to put the human element into this. Yes, I know we play down to bad teams. Yes, I know we've been playing 500 ball since whatever. But there are games like this that are going to happen. The emotion that it took to play in those two games in L.A. was probably like a four-game series. Right. And having to take on all that hatred, like – I can't tell you how many countless videos I've watched of Astros fans of these fans. And it's not just booing. It's not just fun stuff. It is, it is like really awful, terrible stuff. It is like middle finger F you. I mean, vehement, horrible. I mean, these people are nasty. And the, after the uh, broadcast, uh, what they were doing after the win yesterday, they're saying F Altuve. Yeah. Oh, live broadcast. Oh yeah. They're, they're ruthless. The the people or the host were like trying to not smirk and they're, they're excited about that. I'm like, come on. And so I'm while, listen, I'm not making excuses. Okay. It's just like you and I going to work. We have to go to work every day, whether we're tired or not, we have to do our job. It's a little different when you're a professional athlete, you got 162 games and you go on that stressful road trip and you come back. So should they have won this game? Could they have won this game? Absolutely. But you have Yuli out. You have Correa out. You have Bregman still out. You don't have your football club. You have Robel Garcia and Martin Maldonado. That's part of your offense. You know, Chaz McCormick did his job, but Chaz McCormick, Eric needs to stop swinging for the fences. He needs a swing level. He's swinging up on everything. He had two balls that he could have hit out of the park today. He got two hits. Leave him alone. He got two, no, he got two hits, but yeah. he's Eric, his two pop outs that could have been home runs because he's swinging up too much. He's trying to get that trajectory. Yeah, just had five he hits. Needs, he had two of them. Eric, Come on. Eric, slack. Eric. The two home runs would have made a difference in the game. Am I am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, no, you're okay. not wrong. But, no, thank uh, you. <laughs> but Altuve went uh, 0 for 4. Or I just think that, yeah, I just think that you're right. They were not focused today. And I think it had to do with, I don't think it was the loss yesterday. I just think that it was just the flight, the long flight, them getting home late. And it just, I think tomorrow with a good night's sleep tonight, they're going to be a lot more focused. And I think that they're going to be a little bit better. Yes, in the last 22 games, they are 11 and 11. Uh, they've struggled. We talked about starters ERA over the past um, X amount of games. It's not great. Uh, the bullpen's great now, but uh, the starters have kind of um, gone downhill. I just think that starters have hit a brick wall because honestly, uh, they've been kind of. Uh, riding, they've been carrying the team all season, and now they're kind of um, hitting a little wall, but that's going to happen. I think everything's going to be fine 
Frommer Valdez struggled in that second inning. That second inning reminded me of the 2015 game four of the ALDS uh, versus oh, wow. the Royals. It, oh, it man, like, you brought up some bad sing- memories. It was like single after single after single. And no wonder why you were sending me depressed texts. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it was just it was just crazy. Uh, it like everything, uh, like the first inning, I think from our only threw eight pitches third inning from our only threw I don't know exactly how many pitches, but it was a one, two, three inning or something like that. But that second inning, for some reason, nothing went right for from her in the third inning. He gave up those four runs. And if it wasn't for those front four runs in that second inning, the Astros uh, probably could have won that game. That was a very winnable game. Next time you feel like that, let me know. And this is your distress signal. Just send me a text, Brett, do not go to Academy. And I'll know exactly what you're thinking about, and I'll help you through that moment. Remember when I was driving to Academy during that Royals game and they ended up losing? You just let me know when you're having thoughts like that. I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all right. So uh, when Griffin Jacks pitches uh, five and one-third innings against you and only gives up the one home run, that's not a great thing. That He – he, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Roy Oswald for a little bit there. He just looked pretty dominant out there and he didn't strike out anybody, but it just huh. seemed like the Astros were just like popping them up, popping and just ground ball. And it just seemed like they couldn't make any uh, good solid co- contact against him. And for, I don't know why, but it was just weird that the Astros didn't strike out until Kyle Tucker did it. I think in, in the seventh inning or something like that. Yeah, it was, it, it was odd. And so this guy, Jax, it's interesting. He is an, he's, he's in the U S air force and he's the first United States air force Academy graduate to ever make it to the major leagues. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so salute to you, sir, but we don't like you because you beat our Astros, but you know, the twins threw out five pitchers today. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, oh, six yeah, pitchers. Six. I'm sorry. Colome was six. Yeah. Colome had and come in to get the save. Now the one silver lining is we only used three pitchers tonight. So that's a good thing. Framber Valdez did go six and two thirds innings. So you've got to find some of the positives and Javier's Javier got to work on that control, dude. That that's Javier that, will not. Well, Javier won't pitch now for, for a game or two. I promise you that. Um, know, but yeah, but control a is a big thing want him to go to the rotation but if no. he's gonna be walking uh three batters every two innings that's not gonna fly if he's gonna if uh if you want him to replace um jake odorizzi in the uh rotation and we'll talk a little bit about what jake odorizzi had to say after yesterday's game since we did get a chance to talk about it yesterday but uh overall Frommer pitched into the seventh inning today he did what he normally does he looked terrible in the second inning but then he calmed down and he took care of things. So I'm not worried about the Astros. The Astros just weren't focused after that stressful series with beer being thrown at you and at fans and all the boo birds, I think. And coming back late, I just think that this was a game that there's just no focus but um, tomorrow's game, I think will be a different story. And I think that we'll see it much uh, better and I, I'm willing to bet on that at betonline.ag. So talk to us a little bit about that. So betonline.ag, they are your sportsbook experts. They are where you get all your sports action. Baseball season we know is in full swing. The playoffs are right on the. We are on the heels of the playoffs, and if you want to go ahead and continue 
to place your bets on the Astros making it to the World Series. If you want to go with Ben Verlander's National League pick of the Brewers, go ahead and do that. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more rewards coming your way than if you pick the Dodgers because they're not on anybody's radar. So if you are into NBA, NHL, UFC, whatever it is, before the next pitch in the next Astros game, go to betonline.ag. Use your laptop or mobile device. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to the website and sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% of your deposit will be credited to you. Betonline.ag, your sportsbook experts. Use a promo code locked on. Uh, yes, uh, the schedule was actually released yesterday, and we uh, talked about it in yesterday's podcast. And uh, like the biggest takeaway was um, the Astros would be playing a lot of the NL East versus the uh, NL West. So you're not going to see the Dodgers, the the Giants, the um, thank God, of, yeah. So we'll we'll be renewing some of that old rivalry versus the Braves, uh, like we used to have in old days, and then. Also, uh, opening day, we'll have a off day afterwards. Um, so we'll have some of those situations and uh, stuff like that. But uh, the Astros are going to be playing 12 straight games versus teams with non-winning records. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, so Eric, they're wanting to know about Yimmy Garcia, what we think about him. I know that in um, – I'll have to look it up, but the – the Astros relievers that they picked up before tonight um, have actually done a very, very good job. And if I can pull up those game notes, I will, I will do that. Um, I think, I think the relief pitchers have done well. Um, They're not going to be lights out and shut out every inning, but considering what we didn't have before we got them, um, I think they're doing well. And, so, Eric, what do you think about Yimi Garcia? I'm going to see if I can find these notes on these relief pitchers because there's some sp- some specific stats to share with the people. Well, I, I think that uh, he's still going to be a – I think he's somebody that Brent Strom is going to really work on, and he's really going to refine re- refine his tools. He's already a good closer. He's got um, – I think he came with us uh, with 15 saves, and he's got a good spin rate. So I think uh, – the Astros will be able to bring out his best. And so a lot of the, what the Astros have done though, is they brought in a lot of one inning uh, relievers. And what the Astros don't seem to have is that uh, mop up guy, the uh, long inning uh, guy, like you bring in if, if you have somebody struggling. Yeah. So, so these, so these four pitchers, Yimi Garcia, Kendall Grayman, Phil Maton, Rafael Montero, they've combined for a point zero. Now, this is prior to tonight's game, a point eight four ERA. That's one earned run in 10.2 innings pitch with 12 strikeouts and nine appearances. You can't ask for much more than that. They've actually done a very good job. I think they fit in nicely. I think it's a good move. I think it works out well for the Astros in a short series and a playoff series. So overall, They've done exactly what you brought them over here to do. Yeah. And uh, and uh, think about it. if uh, Oda Rizzi does make the playoff roster, he would be that mop up uh, player. He would be that guy to, that kind of let's say that uh, Zach Grinky or somebody gives up five or six runs in the first inning. Uh, you bring in Oda Rizzi to kind of just get you through the rest of the game or something like that. So that would be Oda Rizzi's role if he makes the playoffs. And uh, we'll talk about other Rizzi in a second. Alex Bregman was not in the Sugarland Skeeters lineup today. Don't worry about it. It's it's just uh, it yeah. was a planned day off. 
And so he should be back in the lineup tomorrow. And that means, or today, and uh, that means he's expected to play two more games. So that means he likely won't be back with the Astros until Sunday or maybe even Monday. So I think they're being very cautious. And it was very good to see Jose Urquidy back at Min Maid Park. And uh, he played uh, catch uh, on the field pregame. Uh, pretty sure and uh, that he threw off the mound earlier today. So uh, there's no update um, because the, I don't think the media really met a lot with uh, Dusty Baker before game. And I think most of the talk was about uh, J.R. Richard. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was about J.R. Richard. It was about Yuli. Um, they asked about Bregman. Um, Bregman actually posted on his Instagram account of him practicing running out of the batter's box rounding first, going to second, things like that. So Bregman's running full speed. Um, They've just got to be careful because that's just one of those reoccurring nagging injuries that if you don't do what you're supposed to do with it, you can rush it back too soon. And so um, it's just the Astros in the end are going to be fine. I, I honestly don't think that the Astros lose grip of the West. Now, someone did say on Twitter I don't mind Astros losing here or there, but I don't want them to make it too fun of an end of the season, meaning I don't want them to make it super competitive to where, because the last series, Eric, is here against Oakland. And although it would be exciting for fans, you don't want that pressure the last three games to make you or break you for the division title. You want to cement it. This month is prime time for them to distance themselves. Because Oakland just isn't going away. I mean, they were off today, so that was good. You didn't lose that. Hopefully, they lose tomorrow, and then we gain another game on them. But I guess, you know, only time will tell with that. All right. MJK Production said, mad respect for Vado's comment on Altuve. We haven't had a chance to talk about this on podcast. But um, on the Dan Patrick show, uh, he said that the idea that the Astros were the only ones doing something wrong just baffles me. So, I mean, that, that kind of, that's the same thing that we've been saying. And it just, um, it, and we, and you see, notice he hasn't gotten any blowback from it because people respect Joey Votto. He's gotten some blowback. I think people are, um, it, it depends on, uh, what you see on Twitter, but some people have been like, well, you think, I, I, I think some people are going after him. Like, okay. uh, just because you're Joey Votto doesn't mean that you mean anything. At first, when I saw that, I thought it was Joey Gallo. And I'm like, wait, what? Joey Gallo said that? But I'm like, wow. Oh. But to kind of uh, go off um, your the AL West comment you said earlier, uh, something I saw uh, from Brian McTaggart is the um, next time the Astros will uh, face a team that's currently in the playoff picture is September uh, 3rd through 5th, which is San Diego. So mm. that's how far away, uh, basically a month from now, is the next time they'll play a team that's currently in the playoff hunt. So it, it's going to be a while uh, before the Astros play a team. So if the Astros are really playing down to the competition, they got to get over that, and they got to get over that pretty quickly because um, they're going to lose a little bit of ground if they keep keep on doing that. So um, let's talk a little bit about Jake Odorizzi's start the other day, uh, last night, or uh, versus Dodgers, since we didn't really get to talk about what he had to say. And he said it boils down to mechanics. Ever since the All-Star break, my mechanics have been crap. Just makes my fastball flat, and that's what uh, Mookie Betts said uh, to Justin Turner. He was like, the ball's flat. 
And uh, that's not something I have the luxury of having uh, when I know what my strengths are typically. And that's opposite of what mine normally does. And uh, he said he's been struggling with mechanics for most of the season. He doesn't know how to uh, find a consistent arm angle, which uh, loses him to lose, uh, causes him to lose power. And uh, he yanks his fastball. I, if you noticed in the game, he kept on, especially to the right-hand hitters, he kept on yanking the ball. It'll go uh, outside of the zone um, yeah. uh, to the uh, left of the plate. And he's rushing everything to the plate. And Odorizzi said um, – We've got two months until the end of the season. It'll be pretty critical two months uh, just to get back that consistent feeling uh, and just to feel consistency. And I love this comment from him. It sucks to suck. I pretty much got my blank kick today. I'm a grown man. I can admit it and move on from it. That's pretty much all I can say today. It sucks to go through it, but I own up to it. And I'll work on, i work to improve it. Yeah. So I think it's great for him. I mean, he is a professional and he knows exactly what's expected of him. Now, I mean, he's really not checking Twitter to see what all the people have to say about him. I was pretty down on him yesterday, but when he's saying things like to add, you know, balls are running arm side on me and I'm yanking the fastballs, like you said, opening up too soon, a lot of things. And so mechanics are key and a pitcher to recognize that and start working on it. Let's get that fixed ASAP. And if he's seeing it, Strom is seeing it, everybody's talking to him. So I expect Odorizzi's next start for him to come out focused. And he's going to be motivated because, like he said, it sucks to suck. That's what you want. And he's highly reticent of it. And the Astros need guys like Odorizzi to get those things fixed because this isn't June. This isn't you know, April or May, this is August. We're, we're getting, we're in the dog days of summer. We're in the heat of a pennant race. And so it's important, but that's the thing. Pitching is all about mechanics. And Mike Stanton talked to us about that. He talked about the importance of Framber Valdez's issues are because of mechanics. And it's not as easy as going out there and just throwing strikes. It's not as easy as going out there and winning ball games. It's a lot harder than, I think someone like myself or you or anybody else makes it look, you can be frustrated. He's right. frustrated, but I think someone like that, he's going to work to fix it. All right. Jordan Alvarez hit that monster home run today. It was upper deck home run. Um, it, it got the Astros within two runs for a second day in a row. But unfortunately, if you wait too late in game, you're eventually going to run out of time. And that's what happened versus the Dodgers, that's what happened tonight. So I know Jason Castro hit that home run uh, earlier in the game too. Um, and a lot of people are are uh, saying that Jason Castro shouldn't been starting uh, against the Dodgers uh, ver with um, Odorizzi on the mound if Maldonado was catching him. I don't know. There, there's a lot of stuff that uh, people are – people just don't uh, – everything Dusty Baker is doing at this point uh, when the Astros lose – people are going to have issues with uh, every time you start Robel Garcia, they're going to have issues with, but at this point and until uh, Alex Bregman comes back until Yuli Gurriel's healthy, you don't have any choice. Um, I, I see Larry, the GM saying, well, why don't you bring up uh, CJ Hinojosa 
from uh, AAA. Well, you don't have an open spot on the 40-man roster. <clears throat> yes, you could designate um, Robel Garcia for assignment, but there's something the Astros see. There's clearly something that you do have see. Jones. You you could have brought Jones up. I mean, I know he hasn't been great. I know he. Um, but you know, um, Larry, Larry's like, why do we need Garcia? <laughs> I and, don't think he has, has any options. Um, so I'm pretty sure that you have well, to, well, right. DFA and, him, so, well, and I think he, Gar he, Garcia has, is why right. the Astros like him. Garcia has the experience and right. he has the game time, not quality game time, Speaking but that's what I think. Yeah. Josh Reddick was DFA today. Mm. I know a lot of Astros Twitter is like, let's go get Josh Reddick. Um, Josh Reddick this year, he only played 151 at bats. He's batting 258 with two home runs. His OPS is 656. His OPS plus is uh, 76. Um, a, a average major leaguer is 100. Uh, so um, he's not having a great season. He is 34 years old. I mean, he's still not over his prime, but he's just not the same Josh Reddick that we woo over. He is over his prime. He's 34. Well, well I mean, he's, <laughs> he's getting not, DFA'd. He's not he's 40 is what, what I mean. He's not right. 40. Well, he's not. I think his prime was probably. Pujols, yeah, uh, I think his prime was, I think he hit it in 2016, 2017. He hit yes. his prime and he's been on the on the decline ever since. He can and, play center field. He can play um, both uh, left right and field. right field. Well, you know, my thing is. First base, but. Well, you know, well, you know, my thing is I kind of joked, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have Josh Reddick back just because I liked him as a player. I, li I liked the hustle he had. I loved his arm. I loved his glove. Um, he was pretty much a non-factor at the plate towards the end of his Astros career. And man, you, I mean, you want to talk about getting the claws out. People freaked out. I cannot believe that someone would actually want to put him on the team and wasn't even being serious. But yeah, um, you know, we got a lot of people out there that uh, think they know a whole lot about a, a lot. And um, at, at the end of the day, to me, it was more of a thought of nostalgia, like missing him as like his personality, what he brings just, just clubhouse presence, I think, um, because they were like, well, hey, maybe we just let Josh Reddick play shortstop just for the heck of it because we're playing Martine at first. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like um, yeah, I just, you know. Here's a thought I had earlier, and um, I think there's some playoff contenders out there or some other teams that know the Astros traded away as center fielder, and maybe they're like, hey, we don't want the Astros to – potentially claim Josh Reddick. So let's go ahead and claim Josh Reddick just to block him. But uh, I just, I just don't see the Astros going and um, bringing Josh Reddick back. If they wanted Josh Reddick, they could have brought him back this off season. If that was the case, have, yeah. if that was the case, he would have never been DFA'd. Oh, he, he doesn't have any value apparently because he got DFA'd. I mean, oh. the, yeah, the Diamondbacks oh, aren't the any Diamondbacks. good. Okay, the Diamondbacks aren't. No, no, any the good. Diamondbacks were are rebuilding, so they wanted to give their younger guys more playing time. That's why he was DFA. I mean, not necessarily because he sucks. I mean, he's not great, but I think they wanted to give him a little bit more playing time. That's why he was DFA. Uh, so I'm not saying he's the best player in the world. He's a great defender. He's not. He doesn't hit the same way he used to, but. Um, he would be a great defender, maybe somebody off the bench, but I don't know if the Astros would do that. And I, 
Robel Garcia would be somebody you could designate for assignment and uh, get clear him off the 40 man roster. But same time you need Alex Bregman for back first. And I just don't see the Astros doing that right now. So yeah. I don't think the Astros are going to go for Josh Reddick. So Astros Twitter, I think wants him, but I just don't see that happening. And Rebel Garcia is going to be on this roster. I'm sorry to say it. And probably in this lineup until everybody's healthy. And I know he's in the middle of a big slump, but I'm sorry. You, why are you apologizing? You're, you're, you're literally apologizing. Like you're the one putting him in the lineup guys. I'm sorry. I got to play him. <laughs> Eric, Dusty's like, Eric, he's like, Eric, Eric, hey. He's like, yes, put in Robel. Okay, um, uh, Robel, yeah, this is this is Eric getting a call from Dusty. Just like, ring, ring. Eric's like, yes, Robel Garcia fan club. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So um, if Yuli's still hurt, I can bet on that Robel Garcia would be in the lineup tomorrow. Um, so unfortunately, but uh, betting on the Astros doesn't have to be a guessing game. So if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout special, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I hope the Astros... um, Go ahead and get the next three games versus the Twins, and then we'll forget all about this game. And hopefully the Astros um, uh, get some victories. And thank guys, continue subscribing to Locked on Astros podcast on YouTube. I, we're trying to get to 5,000, then to 10,000 subscribers. So uh, tell a friend and tell them, tell a friend and tell them, tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. And then maybe <laughs> tell a friend. Or, be- or tell five other friends, a little bit easier. <laughs> No, I, I like my. You idea, said so. tell a friend, tell a. Friend. It's kind of like our how we intro the show with doing. The, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm getting a call. Hey, Robel. Yeah, um, Eric's about to be done with the show. Um, he's gonna be calling you to see how you did tonight. All right. And with that, uh, we'll see you on Sunday with the Locked On Astros podcast. Go Astros.